Hello, and welcome to Elder Health Connection, a podcast where I gather innovators in elder health care to discuss their unique perspectives on caregiving and care receiving. My name is Caroline Morris, and I use my combined experience in biochemistry, physical therapy, health coaching, and growing up next door to my grandparents to dig deep into the complexities of aging and then draw out practical solutions that can fit into your life. I record this show from my home in Alexandria, Virginia, sometimes with the input from my dogs, Vinny and Barry. Thank you for joining us today. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Elder Health Connection. I am Caroline Morris. And today we are following up on the previous episode we had with Brad Wenzel about making a plan when we're caring for our parents. There'll be a little bit different twist today. You will get to hear some things that are going on in my life and how I am planning for my caregiving experience. Just as a reminder, we do these podcast episodes every other Monday, and it is really helpful if you share them, if you like, if you like them, if you write a review, it helps other people find this information and get the word out on aging and caregiving and all that's involved with that. So to get you all up to speed with what's going on with me, I'm in a an interesting situation now where I've obviously been a professional healthcare provider for quite some time now, but I'm also about to embark on a personal caregiving experience. So I am pregnant. I'm in my third trimester, so I will be caring for a newborn baby very soon. And with pregnancy and postpartum, it's interesting where I'll be both the patient and the caregiver. So I've had lots of interactions with the healthcare system as the patient lately, which has prompted some some reflections on, on that system and what can improve. And then it's bringing family caregiving into focus in a new way for me. I also have other adults in my life who are going through various health challenges where I'm not the primary caregiver, but I'm in a supportive role for them as well. So it's a lot converging at once. And I thought it might be useful to share with you how I've been thinking about it, how I've been preparing myself, and maybe you'll get some ideas as well. With all of these scenarios that I'm experiencing right now, none of them are a crisis scenario. So there is time to plan. There is time to think about it. The more abrupt changes that require caregiving, I think, require a little bit different approach. So today's episode will be more relevant for situations where you do have time to plan, often never as much time as we want to plan, but there is there is some space there to think about things and plan. 
So typically when I enter an unfamiliar or new situation, I start by educating myself. And so with pregnancy, with postpartum, with bringing a newborn into the world, I have been doing a lot of research and education to understand the various topics. And I think it's important to think about where we're getting our information. So I tend to research either in the primary literature, which would be the medical journals. Even though I'm familiar with them, they're still not easy for me to read. <laughs> it tends to be dense material. So if I don't go straight to the primary literature, I go to people who are doing that legwork for me. So I've found a couple podcasts and blogs of people who spend a lot of time reading these primary journal articles. So I found people who spend a lot of time reading these journal articles and consolidating them into digestible bits of education, forms of podcasts or blogs. I find for me podcasts are helpful because I can listen to them when I'm driving. I can listen to them when I'm going for a walk. I tend to do better hearing information than reading it, but I do like going back to a blog article or other written articles if I need a reference I can quickly go to and find the information I'm looking for. What I find most useful in choosing who I listen to is, again, people who are going to the primary literature, but also people whose delivery presents multiple sides of a topic and encourages me to think for myself and come up with my own solutions or choices instead of pushing one one approach and saying it's the best or the only way to do something. And that is my goal with this podcast and with all I, I put out to you all is to consolidate the research available and help you to make a decision that's right for you. A lot of times I can go too far into research and then get myself into overwhelm. And when that happens, it usually takes me a bit of time to recognize that that's the state I'm in, but I'm getting better at seeing it earlier. So typically what I do to calm myself down when I'm in this overwhelmed state is I'll take a break from taking in new information. So I'll I'll pause my readings, I'll pause my podcasts. I will, when I'm in the car, I'll listen to the classical music radio station. So it's like literally no more words going into my mind. And that helps me to calm down and not get on information overload. I have also experienced 
stress and overwhelm just with the thoughts of everything to do to prepare and everything I'll need to do while actively caregiving, as well as feeling a very heavy responsibility for the outcomes of the caregiving. So I tend to put a lot of pressure and expectations on myself that it needs to, I need to be the one to fix things, to take care of things, to make sure everything goes correctly. So I found myself lately returning to some more spiritual practices that I developed early in my career to help me cope with all of that. So a lot of this started when I was a young physical therapist working at the bedside in the hospital and covering the intensive care unit, the cardiovascular surgery unit, and the oncology units. And when I was there, it was the first, probably the first time that I experienced death and severe illness at that frequency. So I had seen patients pass away in the hospital when I was covering other units, but the frequency with which I was seeing it when I was on those units became very difficult for me. One practice I adopted then that I've returned to now is attending a local church service focused on healing. And I think there are a couple aspects of that service that really helped me to cope and maybe something you could think about incorporating in your life. The first is it's just a very quiet, contemplative environment. So it's an evening service. The point really isn't to socialize there. It's you can tell that everyone there is there for their own reasons, take care of themselves. So just the environment of that space is very conducive for reflection and healing. Another element that I found very helpful of that service is there is a lighting of candles that occurs during what's called the prayers of the people. What I found for me is that lighting a candle and placing it in that tray of sand where they're held becomes an act of externalizing my caregiving responsibilities. So when I light the candle thinking of someone I'm caring for and then put it down, it's a way for me of representing that it's not all my responsibility, that I can have a role in it, but I'm giving the full responsibility back to God. And that has helped to take some of the burden or the overwhelm off of me and allow me to have some space away from caregiving. The third aspect that I find helpful is there is a another portion of the service where the people can opt to 
do go up to the priest. Have the priest place their hands upon your head and receive a blessing. And so with that act, I feel like I get a little bit more fortified to be a caregiver. So it gives me a little bit extra strength in my own body and health, and then a little bit more to give someone else. It may not be that a church service is the right approach for you, but I think these ideas of being able to externalize the responsibility a little bit and then to have someone else support you and tend to you can be very useful in having a successful caregiving path or journey. And what I've found for me when I can free myself that little bit when I am actively caregiving, I'm much more present. I am much more alert in a good way. And I'm not caught up in guilt about not doing enough or worrying about the outcome. I can just focus on what is happening at that time. The last topic I want to mention in terms of preparing for an intensive caregiving experience is how we can disentangle ourselves from as many other responsibilities as possible. So to me, it feels like trying to go on vacation and the amount of work it takes to prepare to go on vacation only amplified to a much bigger level. So I've been working across multiple areas of my life to make things not require my presence to go forward. So for this podcast, I've been pre-recording extra episodes to cover a maternity leave or my patient care work. I've been finding coverage for my patients and developing a good transition plan so that they are well cared for in my absence. For my hospital work, which is more of a unique role doing staff education with no clear person to cover my whole job, I've been working on delegating tasks to people I think that are best suited for them, creating instructional videos to teach people what to do. I have been trying to take care of as much as I can before I leave to reduce the amount that's put on other people. I've also been disciplined in not saying yes to so many asks or opportunities. So starting actually several months ago, I was pretty clear with people that I wasn't able to commit to much. I didn't know what I could commit to, and I didn't want to engage in a situation where I was backing out of commitments or not able to fulfill responsibilities. So I've ended my university teaching for the semester at this point. I'm taking next semester off, and I am teaching my last continuing education course for therapists this week to give myself enough time 
to prepare and not to risk being unable to fulfill my responsibilities. I've and I've backed off of responsibilities early again to reduce stress on myself of not being crunched with things to do when the caregiving starts to get more intense. I think this making ourselves unnecessary or not needed in a way can be hard for some of us. It was something I had to teach myself because I think there's a desire in a lot of us to be needed or valuable or wanted and making our roles and jobs, whether they're formal or informal, not require us can be a little bit anxiety inducing. But what I found is that people really appreciate when I do plan ahead and make it a successful transition and they actually find me more valuable than just me being absent and then realizing how much I was doing. So thinking about your own lives, your own caregiving experiences, what extra stuff can you remove, make automatic, say no to, or make unnecessary so you have more time and energy to focus on the caregiving? So to summarize what I've been doing, or at least the the main things I've been doing to prepare for a time of intensive caregiving, is first education from sources I trust, mainly sources that are looking at primary evidence that are presenting it in a balanced way and encouraged me to make my own decisions. The next piece is mitigating my overwhelm, guilt, sense of burden or responsibility through stopping excess information gathering if I need to and adopting practices that help me to externalize the act of caregiving and fortify myself. And then the third big piece is disentangling myself from as many other responsibilities as I can without neglecting them all, being intentional about about creating a plan and a system for for the necessary things to continue, but making it so that I don't have to be the one to do them the whole time and saying no to new things that don't serve my goals right now. So as you go through your own caregiving experience or even your own health experience, think about these different approaches, see what fits in your life. Let me know what you think of this episode and how things are working for you. And I wish you all the best as you embark on this path. Please do join us in another two weeks for our next episode. You can subscribe to make sure the the episodes come automatically to you on the player of your choice. And thank you for listening today.
This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not create a provider-patient relationship between us. If you have questions about your health, please speak to a qualified health professional. If you would like to learn more about working with me as your qualified health professional, please visit carolinemorris.com. Did you know that gratitude is good for your health? If you found value in this episode, please share it with a friend and leave a rating or review. To keep the connection going, subscribe to Elder Health Connection on your favorite podcast player to get immediate access to upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening. With love and gratitude, Caroline.